0: Hello everyone and welcome to Real Estate Right Now. My name is Jay Izzo and uh, we are live here from Living Craft Studios here in Rolling North Carolina. Part of the Greater Research Triangle Park. Today's show is one of the most awesome shows I get to do uh, at least a couple times a year with uh, Stacey Affinson. Uh, he is the owner, creator, uh, president, uh, founder <laughs> of the Tar Report Triangle Area. Uh, 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 Resident re- residential real estate report. There, there it is. There it is. Report. I was trying to come up with the RR. I can't, <laughs> I can't come up with the R. Uh, we're here, uh, and he's also an appraiser mm-hmm. as well. Yep, and uh, a very good one. And uh, and uh, so. Uh, We're going to be talking about what's going on in the market today, uh, as far as Stacy's data is concerned, because his he collects all sorts of data, and I think that's probably a great place for us to start Mm -hmm. is help people understand what kind of data is it that you collect.
1: Yeah, well, appraisers by definition are data hunter gatherers, right? So that's what we do. Um, Fortunately. Our MLS, uh, in spite of what's gone on in the last month with their transition into a whole bunch of different yeah. platforms and yeah. all that stuff, is is really uh, compared to other MLSs around the country is really really good. Um, the data that is entered is really really good. The the people that are checking it is really really good. Now, is it perfect? No, but remember that humans enter data and humans <laughs> right, are gonna make right, mistakes. Right, right, right. So it's just a question of that. So. Essentially, what, what I do is, is uh, the MLS database is my number one source. But then, you know, Wake County's got a, a couple of great resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we got some national sites that are pretty good in terms of stuff like that. So uh, the, the job compared to where it was 30 years ago uh, in terms of uh, data hunter gathering, mm-hmm. which was very time intensive back then, yeah. uh, is now very... Um, you can get a lot of stuff and, and, and in a numbers world, the more numbers that you have, the the better your results are. I, I you know, I, uh, I just lost,
0: um, uh, my microphone. I'm not sure why, but I did. Um, anyway, it's not important because it seems to be working uh, everywhere else. So I'm seeing myself here. So as long as I see myself here, that's all that matters. Um, so specifically, the type of data that you're looking at, is it more than just housing data? Do you
1: look at jobs data? What kind of what kind of things are you looking at? So uh, f- from an appraisal where we look at, it's called econo- ma- macroeconomic data okay. and microeconomic data. So macro is the big picture stuff. And I think that's one of the things that I've tried to uh, convey to my subscribers. Mm-hmm. And any chance I get to uh, speak to people is that most real estate agents are in their little old micro bubble mm-hmm. in, in their specific geographic neighborhood. Uh, not really paying attention to what's going on from a right. national standpoint, but uh, 85% of house purchases are with a mortgage, which is somebody else's right. money. And so the all the economics that go behind setting those mortgage rates are things that people need to pay attention to. So it's employment, workforce, unemployment, um, all the things, what the stock market's doing, uh, what house prices are doing, um, you know, what wages are doing. All mm. those things are super important, what Jay Powell's saying.
0: Right, <laughs> it's, right, right, it's right, really, right,
1: right. It's all very, very, very important. So I encourage um, everybody that's listening to have... At least one or two national economic sources that you check in on, because it, it, we're not in a bubble here. Right. Um, you know, certain parts of this area may think they're in a bubble, but they're not. Right, 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 <laughs> or, right. right. Uh, and look, we've the, the majority of us have consumed the Kool Aid here, and so we really think that our the economics of here are better than anywhere else, which is true to some extent. But it doesn't mean that we're immune from sure. stuff. So y- you can read. There've been layoffs here. There's right. been job creation. There's been layoffs. So all that stuff is super important for appraisers and agents to pay attention to. Do you
0: do you do any sort of comparison between like our market area and other markets
1: areas at all? Just in terms of prices. Uh, you know, one of the one of the examples I use because Apple's projected to come in yeah, here and right. be a major employer, so. I've done a couple examples of uh, Mr. And Mrs. Apple coming here from Northern California, and you know one of the things that the natives uh, here, and, and I'm almost one, being here for almost 40 years. Right, um, right we just look at it oh my gosh these these house prices start i mean around linda's office i mean this was starter home heaven i mean you could get a detached single family house for about eighty thousand dollars my first condo about a mile away from here was forty five thousand dollars so we're going how did we go from that to an average sales price of five hundred and forty thousand dollars in the four main counties around here well the big part of it is that a lot of people from out of town moved in here so whether it's northern california money or new york city money or chicago money or Boston money, or South Florida money, or Atlanta money—they're all coming in here. So, and then when I travel, uh, I look at the the housing around there. So I love looking at houses. This kind of stuff. So <laughs> right. I do it. And you know they've got whole giant subdivisions where there's nothing under a million dollars in DC, yeah, right? And Boston and Chicago. We are not there yet. Uh, so that's really. That's really the the comparison that I do in terms of that. And that's one of the attractions of people coming here. Hey, I can move from Northern California to Raleigh and I could get a house for, you know, sixty percent or forty percent less and then and then roll with that. And then the other thing that's really helped that is work from home. That's right. enabled more people to do that. Right.
0: All right. So let's talk about some of the specific data. Uh, let's take a look at and um, in terms of what you're seeing housing prices from you know, because we're now in the last quarter, mm-hmm. from first quarter to last quarter, what has been the data showing in terms of housing prices?
1: Overall, up eight percent. Okay, resale up about six to seven percent. Okay. So, it's really the first economic cycle in that I've been around for thirty-five years where um, interest rates have gone up and house prices have gone up too. And hmm. that is specifically related to the severe undersupply of housing that we have uh. in the market. So it really, and, and it's like, okay, everybody's screaming about housing affordability. And it's like, that's what's happening is that people are moving here with a lot of money. And, you know, a $500,000 house for somebody in uh, Northern California is like a starter house there. Maybe probably isn't even a starter house. It's right. probably a teardown. So they come here and they see our houses and they, they just go, wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Give me two. <laughs> yeah, they'll be buying two of them.
0: It's a, it's, a, it's a BOGO. Yeah, I get it. So, all right, so... What about the rental market? Do you have data on that when it comes to the rental market? Yeah, well, we're, 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 yes.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're struggling with that from MLS with the transition um, that we're doing Is to getting, um, and, and so for the, well, I'm assuming most people are listening to this or aware of the issues with MLS. So what we're trying to do is there's this big real estate standards organization called RESO. We have not had data fields in our MLS that matched up with it. So that's one of the issues that we've had is, is getting our data matched up with that. Um, so th- the rental aspect, we're, we're still working on getting that thing straightened up, but, uh, you know, the, the, the big trend for rental is build for rent for national home builders. Mm. Uh, they are building, you know, they'll start out proposing a subdivision, uh, say 50, 75, a hundred houses. And then one of the national real estate organizations or one of the national, um, Rental organizations that own single-family houses will come in and say, "Hey, I want you. I want to buy all these houses in there." And if you're a home builder, you can say you can make 100 sales at once versus 100 sales over a year or two. You're going to take it. So um, that's really the biggest trend um, that I've observed with that over the past two years is the velocity of that happening. It was really, you know, prior to five years ago, and prior, I never really heard of that. Uh, right. Or people weren't really doing it. But now, um, and I think one of the things is that low interest rates, people are always looking for yield. Uh, right. Large pools of money are always looking for yield. Uh, single family rentals are a really good source for that. And so that's why we're seeing that.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I've, I don't know if this is a trend or not, but I, I've seen something recently. So help me understand this, where that there have been developers who have wanted to build apartment complexes but then they recently have pulled out of the market. They've, they've stopped. And I don't know if that's something you're seeing at all, but I've, I've noticed this just happened right behind our our house. Right. And then I heard of a couple others who... And I asked the developer, because I was got to know them, I said, why did you do it? And they said, well economically it wasn't making sense right now and i was wondering if that's been a trend with apartment complex
1: well there, there's two things and and that's not necessarily my expertise but i do read up on it so a, a couple things with the apartment deal is is that the cost to construct and entitle those apartments keeps going up mm-hmm. and the rental market has kind of stagnated and in some uh, cases gone down a little bit so it. you do this you say and look if you're going to build an apartment complex you're probably Two years, three years yep, yep. from entitlement to completion, to yep. getting that first rent check and, and good luck predicting what's going to happen three years from now. So these decisions yep. were probably made two or three years ago, and then they get to the point where you go out and you, you bid for contracts and they say, um, uh, this doesn't work anymore. And the, right. really that also is the banks. So the banks right. are more, um, the apartment, complex or, uh, apartment the construction of apartments is really more dependent on bank financing. And, and they're pulling back on that. So yeah. that, that'd be my answer to that.
0: Well, it's, it, it makes sense because it's consistent with what this developer told me. Mm-hmm. And in particular, because first of all, it, it was going to take a minimum of two years yeah. to build out. That's not even counting the first rent check. Right. It was two years just to build out, mm-hmm. right? We can get it all done. So when we start seeing this, and they kept saying, you know, just, this was not, you know, there was unpredictability. And in the market and the the financing wasn't making sense, you know, in terms of what we we're going to do, we just felt it was safer for us to pull out at this time.
1: So that's after cons- spending that money.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Which, by the way, they spent a lot of money to get to right. this point because they were, they were going, they were, you know, about to get to approved yep. through the city council. Yep. I mean, they've already been approved by uh, the first seven uh, of the uh, commissioners. Yep. So, it was 7-0. They were voted in. Now, they're going to go before the city council, which is probably pretty assured because very rarely do we ever see you get approved by 7-0 as a commission. Right. And then, right? And then they pulled out. They didn't go to the city council. Right. So, how much money did you… I mean, I I can't even imagine that you've lost in that. And then, I've I've subsequently read where other
1: developers are doing… Apartments have pulled out as well. Right. Well, it's a, the famous banking philosophy: if you're in a hole, stop digging.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. So that's
1: that's, so that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. So what are we seeing in the triangle in terms of the job market? What are some of the things that you're seeing here? Uh, look, we're blessed. It's phenomenal. I mean, we still have still have more people. I don't know what the number is. Is it 50 more people a day? 75? people? I mean, you, you said another. Here's what you told, here's what you told me the last time
0: we right. were together. Because I asked you specifically, right. how many people a day? And you go, you know this? You would, you said to me, you know, everybody wants to say, you know, how many other people a day? Here's what I could tell you. This is the quote. I'm quoting Stacey here now. <laughs> quote, I could tell you this. There's more people here moving in than there are moving out. Still true. <laughs> now, whether, whether that number is
1: 1, 25, 50, or 100, it's it's whatever you want to do to make us look really good. But we have net population growth, and that's a... Something that you want to strive, like when you're in government, you want to have more people moving in than moving out. The, the downside of that is you always want to have shelter for them, and that's right. the issue. And and the, it's, look, it's not unique. You can go to Austin, Texas. You can go to Orlando. You can go to Phine- you know a lot of places where sunbelt cities where you have population growth, mm-hmm. net population growth. They just can't keep up with shelter. Mm-hmm. So now your next question is why what's why? the problem what's the problem what's the problem what's the problem with shelter? you and i are the problem the 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 boomers <laughs> the boomers will not they're not giving off their house yeah. so first it's, there's a couple things with that but first. where do they go that's question number one right so that's the issue so Question number so question number one that the boomers have is where do they go and and so right. there's really not many alternatives from a single family house to do too so you either go into a townhouse or a condo and you're going oh my gosh I lived in a house all the year I don't really want to do that. Right. The, the bigger thing we've got going on here is we've got some phenomenal uh, assisted living places, Searstone and Glen Eyre, mm. um, and Cary. Uh, North Raleigh was really the start of it you know, 10 or 15 years ago. So that's really where they're going to. But the, the, the question is, is that's very expensive. Yeah. Um, a lot of boomers are in at 3% or below 4%. Right. And you're going, the numbers just don't add up. So the what I call it is is aging in place. and and so that's good the the long it's a long game solution for inventory and that's the the boomers because it's the prior to the millennials it was a it was the biggest demographic population segment that we Mm had in this country and so all that shelter was created for them and so the problem is is that now the millennials who were like oh we're not going to be like the boomers and they weren't for five years. And they go, oh, you know what? Those boomers were right. We need to buy a house. Right. And so now they are the largest uh, demographic segment in there. And they want the boomers housing. But guess what? The boomers, boomers are ain't well, giving it up, baby. They're not moving. No, no. They're not moving. No, no, no. So the long game, eventually Father Time will win. Um, and, and so that those houses will come on the market. And, and people will go into Searstone and any of the assisted living centers there. So, But it's not going to be... Like this 5 10 20 30 percent increase in inventory. Right. I mean some people have called it a silver tsunami oh, I don't see that happening. Okay, I just don't I mean you may go look to the, the bigger subdivisions where you know Now there's five houses for sale. You may have seven they okay. have eight, but you're not going to go from five to 25 right. Which is really what needs to happen in right. order to satisfy the demand of housing that's out there
0: so what in terms you you tell you told me that the job market's blessed which i agree with you Mm -hmm. is there a particular sector of the job market that you're seeing is
1: in more need than another well tech 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 i mean it's it's crazy how the you know especially this state if you go back and you look at the history of this state which started out as agricultural and started out Mm -hmm. as furniture manufacturing it's totally flipped now so it's a uh, what i call and other people call it a knowledge-based economy mm-hmm. and so the and one of the draws for a knowledge-based economy is the students they produce which is our schools here mm-hmm. and then so that's the draw that apple has here so if you need people and look if everything's tech right everything needs coding to it everything mm-hmm. needs hardware engineering so and now you talk about artificial intelligence so all that stuff is um you know, the, the schools here are graduating students with those with that skill set. Right. And so that's where the demand is coming from. Now, back to the agriculture and furniture, it's just not, you know, ag's probably a little bit less than what it was. Furniture, if you drive through Greensboro, you can see it's significantly less than what it was. So the state has had a total flip in terms of its economy.
0: That's interesting as well. A lot of people don't understand the Triangle area that, <laughs> I mean, I have people watch them all over the country. They mm-hmm. don't necessarily understand it. But it's really the three schools Duke, UNC, mm-hmm. Chapel Hill, NC State, mm-hmm. and we create this. And I remember you know, moving here, I guess, uh, 30 plus years ago. When I moved here, I guess I'm almost a native. I'm just about 10 years behind right. you. Uh, and I remember the number of, uh, I guess, businesses that we had in the Research Triangle Park, the RTP at the time, was somewhere between 300 and 340. Mm-hmm is that number
1: pretty stable or where we at now i don't have an answer to that but i do what i do find fascinating is that rtp which was designed back in the 60s as the ultimate um you go here you come home and you go here and then you go home you go back and forth but there's nothing else there Mm -hmm. all it is is commercial space an industrial space and and now what they're doing is they're reimagining the whole park because people Mm -hmm. knowledge workers don't have unless you're building something in a Mm -hmm. factory knowledge workers can work anywhere they want in the world sure and and so they're reimagining research triangle park in terms of saying okay well that's you don't need to have this office where people go in to work every day so what do we do with that office space well you reimagine it you either tear it down and you you apartments and condos and townhouses or whatever you you give it more of a uh live work um play feel like you see in north hills here um and so that's really it's fascinating because art that was held up throughout the world as like the thing to uh aspire to Mm. have and and we're still the benefits today of that Right, that's not. No, it's not like this uh, <laughs> antique that's out there. Uh, today, what started in the 60s, we're still seeing the benefits of today. The good news is that they're smart enough to realize that they're not gonna dig the heels in the ground and say, this is the way we're doing it. Right. No, they've recognized that work from home has changed so much and you have this giant piece of land in the middle of everywhere and, and you need to repurpose it and you have this huge demand for shelter you need to, here it is. There's the answer right, right there. Right. So. I know that it's called the TAR report, mm-hmm. which is residential real
0: estate yep. report, but it can't help but think that the commercial real estate market affects us too in the residential real estate area. Um, how much do you look at that in terms of how
1: the commercial real estate affects the residential real estate piece? <sighs> Work from home again. It, mm-hmm. it, Hey uh, boy, just driving in here and looking at all these big office buildings and I'm not sure what the vacancy rate is uh, right. but it's, it's high. It's high yeah and, and so that's um, so you don't go into the office. Uh, you work from home, but the landlord you know the landlord needs his check right. and the company's right. signed a lease. Right. So there's the tension going on right now. Um, I got a buddy of mine who's over in London for a couple of weeks and, and we were talking about work from home. Um, and, and he said, you know, the euros and I've read this too, they can't wait to get back to the office and the difference between them and us is their shelter is very small, Mm -hmm. but you know, a lot of us, me included, have designed some really, really, really neat home office space and you ain't getting me out of there. I I, I know, I get it. I I get it. So that's, so that being said, that increases, it does two things. It increases the demand for, um, residential housing. Mm -hmm. From people here and from people moving in from out, mm. and it also uh, makes us sit on our house because if I got to move, I got to find something that I can replicate my office space to, and I don't know that I don't see anything out there that can do that. So, another headwind for um, resale housing. All right, so we're we're uh, coming close to the end of our
0: time. Okay, so I, I wrote this to you. I, I said. You know, what are the top three things that you think people should know uh, based on the data that you collect mm-hmm. for the tar report?
1: What do you think of the top three things that people should know in, in well, our area? Well, you want, to, you want to be like, what should we be looking for for next year? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's do that. Let's do that. Because that's typically what I guess. So... Uh, <laughs> And Well, the first well, let's thing, be typical. Right. Okay. Well, there's nothing there. None of these, well, you can control what you do on a daily basis, right? Sure. You speak to that. So, uh, but there, there's a lot of things out there that are not in our control that they need to pay attention to. So mortgage rates. Um, you can take your pick in terms of what uh, news source or economists or anybody you want to listen to in terms of what interest rates are going to do next year. Um the, the, the common thread right now is we're going to see lower interest rates next year. Mm-hmm. So it's a good news, bad news thing, right? If, you're, if, if, if you couldn't afford a house at 8% and interest rates go back to the 6s, in theory, you should be able to afford a house now. So that gets you out of the apartment. The bad news is, though, I don't see any increase. You know, the inventory increase that we're going to see in 2024 is going to be about the same as it is in 2023, maybe a little bit different. So, um, hey, if you're out there, remember um, the COVID first, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, 2021, Uh, the crazy multiple offers. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, Linda lived through that. I think the record I heard was like 150 offers on one house. I mean, it's just that stuff was not enjoyable for anybody. Right. And I'm not going to say that's going to happen again, but if you went from like 150 offers on one house to 25 offers on one house, that's still not an enjoyable transaction. No, no So no. that's really, be careful what you ask for, uh, NAR, and everybody in mortgage lending community. It's just like, it's, 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 we don't really have, uh, you know, anything that you do to pour gasoline on demand. We, we don't need that. And right. yet, n- not that it's in our control, but that's one of the things. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to um, the level of resales. Um, each market, each we have so many different sub-markets. Inventory is crucially important. Uh, we didn't have the principal substitution, which is an appraisal phase, saying that you know you look at a bunch of apples, you pick the... Apple with the lowest price. Uh, coming out of COVID, they did not have that. You had a silent auction bidding pricing market, which wasn't fun for anybody. But now the principle of substitution is in play, so pay attention to new construction, uh, the prices of new construction, because new construction, if you've got a two-year-old house, a five-year-old house, a 20-year-old house, a 50-year-old house, new construction is in play. It is a principle of substitution, and they will. And a lot of people don't really get that, but it is. So. Uh, Pay attention to what new home builders are doing. Um, They're out there right now with offering some serious cash incentives to to move their houses. So I'd say mortgage rates, pay attention to the uh, level of resale inventory, and pay attention to pricing alternatives that new home builders are doing. Because we have, I don't know what the percentage is, but Lenar and Pulte, probably the two biggest builders in the country, a very uh, large market share here. So when they do stuff, it goes down the line and, and affects everybody. Uh, you've been
0: awesome, by the way, as always. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I, I can't wait to bring you back. I, I feel like I, I, this is one of the most enjoyable 30 minutes I have with <laughs> you. It goes by like that. And it goes by so fast. Right. Um, and this is a question because I'm going to have you tell people how to get a hold
1: of you. Right. But it, can anybody subscribe to the Tar Anybody. Okay. How anybody. do they do that? They can contact me. Uh, you figure out a way to put your uh, my email address on there.
0: Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, I'll put your email address okay. on, on
1: the write-up. Yeah, right. I'll do okay. that. Yeah. Yeah, well, tell them, what is your email address? So it's first name. Was, <laughs> I got to spell it, right? Yeah, so yeah, I know how you got spell it. It's at gmail.com. So um, S-T-A-C-E-Y-A-N-F-I-N-D-S-E-N at gmail.com. So uh, yeah, that's the best way to get up. And uh, th- th- look, I get a, a lot of people that move here and a lot of people that go someplace mm-hmm. and they go, Why don't you do it here? We don't have that. And look, I've been blessed to do it. Uh, You know, it's a hunter, a data hunter gatherer Nirvana for me. But really, the whole purpose of it is to it's it's to get out. Like it doesn't do me any good to know all this stuff. I got to write it, and then my subscribers have to go to their buyers and their sellers, their customers and their clients, and say this is what's going on. Because the constant challenge that I have is conveying to practitioners how important it is to. Stay up to date on what's going on because artificial intelligence is coming out hard, hard and fast. And if you want, if you want to put yourself out of a job, just don't pay attention to what's going on in the market. You always, you've spoken about this. When you get up each day, you're going to say, how am I going to create value today? Yep. What am I going to do to create value? And yep. this is one resource to do it. And I think that's a, you know, both you and I are making that same pitch. Yep. Um, I don't know how many people, we wish more people would get up each day and say, how am I going to create value today? But <laughs> therefore, that's, what, that's, what's what's discuss- that's what successful right. people do. That's, okay. what, what do I do? What's my special sauce? And so that's awesome. Thank you. You've been great. Uh,
0: Folks, it's the show. uh, I say this to you all the time. You had a lot of choices. You chose us. Thank you for doing that. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. uh, Wherever you're listening to the show, uh, on your favorite podcast player, why don't you give us a five-star positive review as well? You know what? We thank you so much for being here. We're going to see you next week. Another great show. Another great guest. As I say to you all over the world, you know what that is. Ciao, everybody. Yeah, I
1: want everything. It ain't worth living.
0: Thank